Hey, it's Jamie West on the Scott Thompson podcast again. Coming up here on the on the podcast, I almost said broadcast, but it's podcast. Uh, we're going to talk to Mina Falcone, the Cafe Orange uh, owner here in Hamilton. Yesterday, uh, a couple of days ago, rather, coffee with a cop uh, happened at, at Cafe Orange. There are people that think that shouldn't happen. Uh, if you feel uncomfortable around police, we'll... F- tell you how that all went. Also, Esther Pauls will be here on the podcast, counselor for Ward 7. She took a lot of heat over the uh, menstrual products in public locations paid for by city thing that's been talked about and bandied about for the last couple of days. So uh, you'll get that as well. And David Masson will be here from Dark Trace. They're a cybersecurity company. Uh, he's a great Scotsman talking about the WhatsApp cyber attack this week. What do you need to know about that? It's all coming up here on the podcast. Today on the Scott Thompson Show on 900 CHML. Hamilton's Coffee with a Cop uh, happened at Cafe Orange. Um, and, you know, it was canceled originally by uh, Mulberry Coffee House. And that there's been this debate going on about, you know, the Mulberry thing was, oh, you shouldn't have that because there's some people that feel uncomfortable around police. And then this latest one with Cafe Orange was, uh, you know, certain activists have said, well, it's, you know, it's a public relations event. Yeah, it is. Um, for sure it is. Um, but also, it's an opportunity uh, for human beings to uh, get together across a table with a cup of coffee and, and talk as human beings. And the activists uh, have said, well, it's also insulting, kind of insulting holding this two doors down from where a woman was killed. Uh, referring to the shooting death of a 30-year-old uh, woman um, uh, last October uh, on King Street East near where uh, the Cafe Orange is. And, you know, again, I'm going to say that's a load of bunk. <laughs> you know, I, I, I actually think it's a makes it an even more appropriate location to have a discussion with people and police. And I don't know for the life of me why people view police as not being people. We're all human beings. They wear a uniform to uphold the laws of the criminal code and protect us. And I don't get it. Mina Falcone is the uh, owner of uh, Cafe Orange. Uh, Mina, thanks for being with us here today. Thank you for having me. Did I pronounce your name correctly? Yes, you did. Thank you. Oh, my goodness. What do you know? <laughs> I'm one for one. Um, <laughs> so how did the event go? First of all, in your opinion, give us uh, an evaluation of how it went. Well, it went well. Uh, there was... Uh Definitely lots of positive feedback from the people who attended. There was a, a peaceful protest outside by those who, uh, as you said, feel that um, perhaps it wasn't appropriate or just want to highlight some of the issues that, um, you know, the police services do have. And there definitely have been problems. You know, we can't deny that. But uh, I was quite happy to have them there. I mean, I think these things need to be we need to talk about these things openly. I mean, we, we can't just have a, you know, happy, smiling, uh, you know, event that's that's all positive. There are definitely negative things that, that need to be addressed. But I do think that dialogue is important, and that was one of the reasons that I really wanted to do this. Yeah, so, um, uh, I was quite happy to have them there. They were peaceful. They they weren't, uh, you know, they weren't they weren't rude they didn't disrupt anything and you know people need to have their say i you know everyone has the right to people to to a peaceful protest and um that's fine I'm, i was okay with it mm-hmm. inside when people were sitting uh, how many police officers were there by the way uh 
There were, uh, at any one given moment, there were about three or four. Okay. Uh, there was also a representative from um, the, um, uh, oh, I can't remember now, um, Crime Stoppers. That was it, yes. Okay. So there was, and, and, but, there, but there were a number of police officers that also stopped in just briefly to grab a coffee and chat for a brief moment and then just had to go off and, and uh, you know, on to their duties. And were they talking oh, yeah. to patrons inside, or were yes, they talking were some, to each other? <laughs> no, there were there were some conversations. Um, if you go to the uh, HPS um, Twitter or um, Instagram account, you will see some photos of there were some uh, number of people engaged in conversation with the police officers. Yeah, definitely. Did you get a sense of? Um, I mean, you're running a cafe, but did you get a sense of what people were talking about? What police were talking to? Uh, I didn't people? really get to hear a lot of the conversations, but I did participate in some of the conversations, and they ranged from uh, just talking about, it didn't have to be anything to do with the police services, it's just conversations, mm-hmm. just talking, sometimes politics, uh, just any old conversation, there wasn't anything specific that came up. To your point, I mean, you said, it, you, you, you know, the the protesters that were outside were quiet and peaceful and not rude and all of that stuff, and you'd wish they'd come in and and engage in the conversation it's amazing is it not that when we when we uh actually get together as human beings and stand face to face it's a lot different than blasting policy stuff and writing manifestos and sticking them on social media and you know from the comfort and the you know, relative anonymity, I suppose, at times behind a keyboard or behind a exactly. a cell phone, yeah. it, it the dynamic is completely different. And I think that's why um, we would want to support people doing this, police uh, doing this, um, to break down those uh, those barriers and make it all human. Because police officers are human beings too; they're they're mothers and fathers and sisters and brothers uh, as well. They just wear a uniform, right? Absolutely, and I totally 100% agree with you, and that's, this is part of the reason that I think this really is a good idea. It's really easy to be uh, an armchair warrior, um, but to sit down and have a difficult conversation with someone face-to-face takes a lot of courage, and I did invite them in uh, for complimentary beverages and just to talk, Great. and they, they declined, and, you know, that says something in and of itself, and 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 that's okay. I mean, maybe they felt that that would weaken their position as protesters, but and that's fine. But I really do feel that you know the best way uh, to foster acceptance and compassion and genuine respect for another person is to sit down face to face and ha- have a conversation with them. Uh, you know, as you said, uh, police officers are people too. We're all just people trying to get by in the world. And you know, if you learn someone's story. Uh, it's it's easier to understand them, and then uh, it will break down some of these stereotypical barriers of people that have been marginalized. And and it is true that there are people that have been marginalized, but it, it's a reality of life that um, you know we can try to address. And I think this is one way that we can do that. Yeah, and I think you know I think police officers would would be the in <laughs> the police service would be the first to admit they're not perfect. Um, of course, they're, no yeah, no they're a big organiz- they're a big organization yes. of th- of thousands of human beings. That's the, exactly. the part we have to remember. And you and know, it's a difficult job. It's a very difficult job to do. It's a difficult job to do. And in any large organization, there are those that are 
are really great at what they do, and there are some that aren't so great at what exactly. they do. Exactly, and that's across the board everywhere right? yeah. as human beings, yes. Yeah, for sure. Will you do it again? I would definitely do it again, yes. Was there any d- discussion about that? Uh, like anybody saying, when's the uh, next well, one, ha- Mina? Uh, well, I mean, they are trying to, you know, they want to have them across the city, and there are other, are other venues that have expressed interest. So, you know, they'll continue to do this, and uh, it's a great initiative. I learned about it about two years ago. I actually wanted to do it a while ago, and um, I didn't even know what had happened uh, with the Mulberry when, when I was approached, and because I had already thought that this was a good idea. It was a good, I thought it was a good way to build community, in this, especially in our neighbourhood. So, uh, yeah, the, I, I, I think it's a great initiative, and they're going to continue it. They've had positive feedback. This is the fourth one they've hosted, so... Or they've had at, at uh, this is the first one they've had at an independent coffee shop, but uh, it's the fourth one in total that they've had, and they're going to continue to do it, and, and I think it's a great idea. Excellent. Well, thanks for uh, giving us some uh, insight into how the event uh, went last night at uh, at your cafe, and and uh, well done, and uh, thanks for your time this afternoon. Appreciate it. You're very welcome. Thank you Take so care. much for having me. You bet. Bye bye. Bye-bye. There's uh, Mina Falcone, uh, Cafe uh, Orange. You're listening to the Scott Thompson Show podcast on 900 CHML. Yesterday, we were talking about Hamilton councillors voting down a motion <clears throat> to offer free menstrual products, um, you know, around places like rec centers, libraries, uh, that kind of thing in, in our city. And I guess there's been quite a bit of um, backlash and reaction to this. And a lot of it's been directed at one uh, counselor who expressed dismay over talking about the the issue of menstruation in in public. And um, anyway, let's let's do some history for you in case you're new to the the whole story. Uh, counselor uh, Maureen Wilson pitched a pilot project on Monday, hoping the city would look at how to offer tampons and pads in some municipal buildings to help uh, end the stigma of uh, menstruating. Uh, the motion included exploring the feasibility of expanding the offer of uh, menstrual products to uh, all, quote, public-facing municipal buildings based on the results of, of the pilot. Uh, the motion was quashed uh, with seven councillors supporting it and eight voting it down. Uh, then yesterday, uh, Councillor Sam Marula, and you've been hearing about this uh, on 900CHML News uh, today, indicated he intends to put forward a a motion for a pilot project which would provide free menstrual products uh, to those uh, with financial need. And um, we had Halima uh, uh, Al-Hatimi on uh, yesterday, founder of uh, FemCare, who was quite, a, you know, disappointed that the pilot project was the, the Maureen uh, Wilson motion was kind of shot down and she was not happy uh, that uh, the city councilor Esther Pauls had was concerned about the embarrassment or whatever of uh, uncomfortableness perhaps of discussing the issue uh, for an hour and a half in, in public uh, that, that bothered her. And she said, this is a fight. We need to destigmatize this and we're not going away. And uh, we gotta, we gotta do something. So uh, we reached out to uh, ward seven counselor, Esther Pauls, and she was kind enough to accept our invitation to come on the program today. Esther, welcome back. Thank you, Jamie. I appreciate uh, you calling me, actually. Okay, so I'm going to, right off the top here, um, give you an opportunity to answer to the criticism or the backlash that you've received 
in the last uh, 24 to 36 hours about your expressing discomfort at even discussing uh, menstruation in, in a public forum. The floor is all yours. Go ahead. Okay, thank you. First of all, uh, I want to thank everyone who took the time to write to me and to leave me voicemails. I appreciate all the comments. Some were kind and some were not so kind. I believe in freedom of expression, so thank you for sharing your thoughts with me. I want to say that I am committed to an open and frank discussion on this matter. I welcome the opportunity to have conversation, even those that are difficult and uncomfortable for some. Some people found my comments very offensive. I met no offense by any of my comments. And if anybody knows me, that's the least thing I would do. And I regret if anyone was offended my recent comments as it was not my intention to offend anyone. So, Jamie, I want to tell you that I come from humble background. I was born in Sicily, and I don't come from a privileged background. My parents immigrated. We uh, worked hard, and um, we were poor and worked and uh, to improve our standard of living. So I'm not out of touch. First of all, I'm not out of touch with the poor and mm-hmm. underprivileged. Uh, somebody suggested that I am. Saying I don't care... It's a totally lie. I have all my life raised funds for poor and the unprivileged. So that's my comment that uh, first I want to say. I am committed to an open and, and, and frank discussion, but the problem was that it wasn't clearly. I had told Maureen, and she's a wonderful lady. All my counsel, uh, counselors are so wonderful. They all came up to me, even hugged me. Maureen came. She didn't meant this to be a war about what uh, some of the emails I got and some are very disgusting, you know? I'm and, sure. Pe- pe- people people go at it. on. Uh, go at it. They go and at it because they're comfortable behind their keyboards. I, yeah, I hear you. But, but it's so sad. What kind of world do we live that if I said I was a little bit uncomfortable, that I could be crucified in that? And the words that people have used, I felt it very personal. Mm-hmm. And that wasn't my intention at all. So my intention was that in the current climate that we find our city budget under stress due to an unforeseen downloading of costs to our province, now wasn't the right time to add whatever additional cost was. So when I looked at that, I th- it looked like $11.9 million. What? I was shocked. And the thing, it wasn't clearly put down. They said, if we put it in every um, facility, then anybody could use it. So everybody would use it. So $11.9 million, that stood out to me. So that's why I was taken back. Mm-hmm. And I regret if anybody was offended. I'm just watching that. We talk about in City Hall how downloading is going to be at least $9 million that we have to come up with money. So this took me by a surprise. Yeah. and um, Money's always a factor, for sure. And, and it's reasonable. Right. It's reasonable um, on, a, on a motion like that to, to look at the cost. That's one of the jobs that that you have as an elected official, a city councilor, one of the things that you, you're elected to do is, is, is to help manage our money, our tax money. 
Exactly. So, so that's a reasonable, a reasonable thing uh, to do. And without knowing uh, myself exactly how uh, structurally these these motions uh, are brought forward and and live and and die, so to speak, was there was there no other opportunity to uh, discuss alternative? Um, Beyond the idea of just shooting the whole thing down, was there any alternative or opportunity to discuss how it could be done um, in a way that wouldn't cost $11 million? Well, we would have to uh, take it back to, uh, to the, you know, the city and see what else we could do. Now, uh, um, Councillor Morella is putting another motion and I might be open to that. I might be open to doing a trial on supplying tampons and pads, you know, in women's shelter. And I found out they're already there anyways. Uh, you know, they have them there and some community centers. In other words, on a needs basis. Right. With some clear parameters. So I don't think we should be providing free hygiene products to the mass of women. And the reason is it's money. And it, we have to think, how do we do it? Mm-hmm. How do we say, you, you could have them, you can't? It just it wasn't clearly done. And I want to say, Maureen, uh, a counselor Wilson is a wonderful lady. And, and she came and we talked about it. And the one thing I said, if I had known this was going to come up, maybe I could have asked you some question. I think she was really surprised herself, probably, when we all jumped at $11.9 million. Like, I don't think she she meant that way, but that's how we took it. So right away, I said, there's no way. Um, uh, and, and my, uh, you know what, I understand that some people can't afford it, and I would love to help. I'm not saying, no, you know, you don't deserve that. I'm just saying, let's look at the facts. Mm-hmm. Let's see how much it really costs. And once we know that, then we could uh, have a conversation and do it properly. And I think people took it the wrong way. And you know what? I did say this is not a third world country. I want to tell you, when I came here, Jamie, every day, and I still do, I've been here a long time. I was only 10 years old. But I remember thinking, oh, God must have favored me. I mean, Canada, I <laughs> loved it. And I think we have so much opportunity here. But here we have we have people that have needs, and we're here to help. We're here for housing. We're here to help. Uh, you know, there's so many crises going on. So to be clear, you're not you're not opposed no. to getting menstrual products to 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 uh, to people who who might not otherwise be able to afford them readily. I mean, when we think of people that are in social assistance, sometimes they have to decide whether or not to eat or pay the rent. And that's real. That's not, I'm not, I'm not being facetious. So, so things like, so those that are are in need, I I suppose like anything, and and I'm not trying to put words in your mouth here at all, but would you agree that, that those people, and if we consider Sam Marula's motion that he plans to introduce, the, the people that are in need, the people that can't afford uh, these things, uh, that we should make that a priority, certainly, if we're going to have this larger discussion about the wider availability of, of menstrual products in city-owned facilities. Jamie, of course, but yeah. I just want to reiterate that the women's shelters, the community centers, I am sure, mission services, they are things there uh, that, you know, so... 
of course uh, I'm not against that. Yeah. And if anybody thought I was against that, that they, they, they have to get to know me. They have to really get Some, to know me. Somehow you became the lightning rod because you... You know, your your words, as you are saying here, um, were mi- misinterpreted or your intentions were misinterpreted, and that happens. So you became the lightning rod because you said, I don't know, you know, something to the effect of, I don't know why we're, well, I'm uncomfortable oh, discussing yeah. this for an hour in, in public, and whoa! Almost that two hours, listen. So people then- thought, people thought, why is she uncomfortable with it? That's the whole point here. We have to destigmatize um, um, menstruation. Why? Why should she be uncomfortable with it? She's a a woman. She's a city councilor. You know, people get really nuts. People want to be pissed off all the time. Can I tell you something? I felt uncomfortable that the length of time. Think about it. We have city staff sitting there listening to us. We have all the for almost an over an hour and forty. So it wasn't minutes. the topic. It wasn't the topic really. It was the time that it was taking to. Discuss the topic. Discussed, okay. and I'm comfortable to keep on repeating. I really believe the motion wasn't clearly put right. If you saw the motion, if you saw the paper we got from staff, you would have said the same thing in a way. What? You know, if, if, if everybody gets it, it's 1.9 million, 11.9 million. Can you imagine? We have a shortfall of 9 million, but now we're w- willing to spend that. So it was a little bit confusing. Uh, it was confusing to me. I might have been confusing to the other one, the other ladies mm-hmm. that voted or the gentlemen that voted no. So I just want I say, I am public, if anybody hears that, I will never be the one that says, no, you don't get this or you don't get that. I will never. I will always look at the facts. I will always try to help. This is who I am, Jamie. And if people want to criticize me, say things that, you know, I've never, uh, I'm just shocked. Well, (laughs) I had somebody... I had somebody tell me Esther that politics is a contact sport, and and yeah, you're new to, you're new to politics, and I right. think I think you're yeah. finding that out. And I want to say something, but I just got a big box <laughs> of tampons, so yep. you know somebody delivered them to me. Like like I just find it kind of ironic. It's kind of I don't know what it is. I said we have so many issues in the city. Our taxes, you know, are going up, but things, you know, we've got so many uh, health issues, other health issues. So that's what I found kind of saying, this is, you know, embarrassing talking about this when we have so much. And that's maybe I, I wanted to relate. And to be clear, to be clear, yes. you, you, when you say it's embarrassing talking about this, you're not embarrassed about talking about menstruation. You're embarrassed talking about the, the monetary, yeah. the issue, the overall issue in terms of the finances when we've got these other issues over here exactly. that you consider to be more urgent at this time. Is, exactly. that, is that fair? That is fair, okay. you know, and uh, but I also have to be fair and be honest. I'm not the type to tell everybody when I've got issues, women issues. I'm not that type. No, I, We all are different, you know, and I was talking to my husband. He goes, wow, women, like it's a new world, and it's okay. I'm not judging anybody, but, you know, it's the time it took on, for the same issue, and we weren't going anywhere, okay. you know. All so right. that's my, my thing. So I want people to know. I didn't mean anything 
anything uh, to hurt anybody or to downgrade anybody. I, I'm, uh, and people thought that I did. I would love them to call me and come and meet me. All right. Yeah. Esther, okay. Esther Pauls, I got, you know, the first thing I said to our producer this afternoon when I suggested that she reach out to you this morning to line up an interview for this show, mm-hmm. um, when she said, oh, Esther's agreed to come on. I said, you know what? I'm not surprised. She doesn't duck. And uh, you know what? Duck. And yeah. most, a lot of politicians duck. You're standing right in the line of fire as a politician and you're, and you're willing to stand up and, and clarify things and have a discussion. And I appreciate you for, uh, for doing that, Esther. Thank you so much. Thank you, Jamie. Thank you. Take care. For the opportunity. Uh, bye-bye. All right. Bye-bye. There's Esther Pauls, uh, Ward 7 Counselor. You're listening to the Scott Thompson Show podcast on 900 CHML. Keeping up with technology, keeping up with cybersecurity, it's enough to make anybody lose their mind. Um, This week, news has broken that uh, WhatsApp uh, had discovered spyware, uh, had been downloaded onto phones through the app, and they've uh, described the hackers as, quote, a, a private company that has been known to work with governments to deliver spyware. Um, you know, the question of, always is, well, what, is, what does this mean to the average yob like me who just has WhatsApp on his phone and loves it because when he's, you know, maybe over in Europe like I was one time a couple of years ago, I could make a direct phone call at no cost to a friend back in Canada uh, when I was a little tippled in Edinburgh, Scotland. What can I tell you? <laughs> That's what happens when you go to Edinburgh and you climb up to the top of Arthur's seat. Maybe some of you have been there. You understand what I'm saying. Uh, WhatsApp is great. It's, 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 anyway, what, is, what does all this mean? How do we protect ourselves? David Masson is with us. He's with a company called Dark Trace. Hey, David, welcome to the program. Hey, hi there, Jimmy. Hey, uh, I'm originally from Edinburgh, too. I know exactly what you're talking about. Are you really? Yeah, I'm Scottish, man. I'm from Edinburgh. How funny is that? <laughs> Who knew? That is hilarious. So you know all about Arthur's seat in Holyrood Park. Yeah, not someone I would climb up when I was uh, when I was had a few drinks, mind you. But there you go. <laughs> it's a real. Uh, I, I I I say to people uh, that climbing up Arthur's Seat in Holyrood Park in Edinburgh is a real optical illusion. There's a much more foul word I've used for it. When you get to the, <laughs> the top, it it is a mind blank. Um, because it's just an absolutely incredibly beautiful place on this planet. And when you get up to the top of it, I know we're going to talk about WhatsApp, but that can wait for a second. Um, when you get up to the top of it, you almost can f- feel the the radius of the earth. It's, it's just quite remarkable. And you look down at the beautiful, and I do mean beautiful, city of Edinburgh. And you, you. And you see Edinburgh Castle, and it looks like a little piece of Lego. You know? It's... Right. It's so tiny. It's uh, it's a magical, wonderful place. Is where you're from, my man. Um, Excellent. Tell me about Dark Trace. What's Dark Trace? Your company. Okay, Dark Trace. We're uh, we're a cybersecurity company uh, originally coming out of Britain. Uh, we've been around for five years, and when we do cybersecurity, we're kind of different from everybody else because uh, we're a pure artificial intelligence company. Um, uh, artificial intelligence, big buzzword these days. Everybody's talking about it, but that's all we are. We're pure. AI for finding threat on networks and, crucially, stopping that threat at the same time. So we're a cybersecurity company. Okay, so so this WhatsApp story that I I just told everybody about and people have been reading about the last couple of days, how how serious is is this a problem for just an average job like me who's got the app in his phone, 
loves it for what it's meant for. I talk to my friends from Finland. I talk to my friends in Edinburgh, yep. etc. Yep. How, what do I need to do, David? What are what are the concerns for me? What are the risks? Well, the great news is, is WhatsApp discovered it and have put a patch out. And you can, if you haven't done it already, if you haven't got your phone set to automatic updates, uh, you can go and uh, uh, download the patch now and you'll be safe as houses. Or as safe as WhatsApp thinks you're safe. But uh, you certainly won't have that vulnerability on your phone anymore if you go and download the patch and do it right now. Um, for the average person, this isn't really going to be a problem. Um, this is a very, very, very sophisticated attack um, that took the, 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 the resources of a nation state to come up with it. Um, the kind of people who are likely to be affected would be very, very small numbers around the world. It would be nation states who would be interested in them. Uh, but the average person, you, you, you probably don't have to worry. Because at the end of the day, if somebody's listening to your phone calls, phone calls it means somebody's going to spend their time listening to your phone calls. I think there's 1.5 billion users of WhatsApp. Yeah. And I really don't think any country's got 1.5 billion people sitting there listening to somebody else. So for most of us, it's not it's not an issue. Right. It was a very, very, very clever attack. Very right. Clever attack. So so I, I, that that's very comforting. Um, and and I think it's good to have uh, perspective on these things because the media, uh, which I'm a member of, we love to engage in fear. That's what gets people to listen and watch. So we we do <laughs> a lot. We do a lot of that. Let's be honest, you know, Um but I guess the, maybe the larger issue here, David, is what you just said, is that th- this is, a, this is you know, you're sitting back saying this is a very sophisticated attack. Yep. These, these types of things seem to be getting more and more sophisticated. Uh, is, are the anti-cybercrime or c- cyber attack forces on top of it, or is it always going to be a cat and mouse type of thing? Uh in many ways, it's an arms race. It's a cyber arms race. Yeah. Bad guys come up with something. Good guys come up with something to, to, to deal with it. Good guys come up with something really new. Bad guys find a way to exploit it. And, and that's the case here with WhatsApp with their VOIP telephone calling. They, they probably put a lot of research into it, a lot of work into it to make sure it was okay. They thought it was okay. But it turns out it wasn't okay. Uh, it's like no software is, is completely invulnerable to this kind of thing. And somebody else found the, the, the vulnerability and exploited it. It's a cyber arms race, and it's mm-hmm. interesting you mentioned uh, the word sophistication there. Um, now, obviously, I've got a Scottish accent, so when I talk about doom and gloom, it comes across really well with my accent. Yeah, people get but, it. It sounds great. Yeah. The skill with threat that we face in cyber terms, there's too much of it in terms of quantity. You hear about it all the time. It's now getting really too sophisticated, and it's not going to get less sophisticated. And in many ways, it's now moving what we call machine speed. When something moves at machine speed, that's faster than human beings can think. So what we're actually saying is human beings are pretty much getting overwhelmed by this. They cannot keep up with it. That's the real problem when yeah. it comes to cyber. Yeah, it's uh, it's interesting. Uh, we'll have you back again uh, when we've got more time to maybe delve into that in a, in a longer format discussion. But uh, for now, sure. uh, David Masson uh, with Darktrace. Uh, thanks for being with us here this this afternoon and, and making us feel a little bit better, at least making this yob feel a little bit better about his app. And it is up to date. I've got it up to date. So I so I feel okay. good. I'll call my buddy in Finland tonight and test her all out and see uh, see how it's going. Um, but, uh, yeah, wonderful uh, discussion. And thanks for your time, David. See you in Edinburgh sometime. You betcha. Take care. Bye for now. There you go. There's uh, David Masson with uh, Dark Trace. Good Scottish lad. <laughs> Go figure, eh? <laughs> it was meant to be. Meant to be.
So relax. If you got the WhatsApp app, then if you're not on automatic updates, then go on the app and get the patch and put it in there. And, and as he said, you'll be safe as houses. I love that term. You'll be safe as houses. And the more important issue is get yourself on a plane to Scotland. Get to Edinburgh and get to Holyrood Park and get up Arthur's seat. Right? Get up to the top of there. It's a real mind blank that starts with F. Okay? <laughs> it is! It's incredible. It's incredible, Will Erskine. He's laughing on the other side of the glass. It's it's true. It's ama- It's incredible. You go up these goat paths. There's no railings. There's no ropes. There's no nothing. These goat paths. And the the spance is so big that you don't think you're up as high as you are until you get up, until you've been walking for about 40 minutes. And then you look down and the people look like little ants. <laughs> Edinburgh Castle. Edinburgh Castle off in the distance. <laughs> Looks like a little... Lego thing that you know you would have. It's just uh, it's 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 one of those places you've got to see, you've got to go to. There's a story I've got all about Edinburgh and Arthur's Seat and Holyrood Park. I think I don't think I ever told it on the air, but some other time I'll tell that. The Scott Thompson Show weekdays from noon to three on 900 CHML. This is the Scott Thompson Podcast, available on Apple Podcast and Google Podcast, or wherever you get yours. And don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review so you don't miss a thing. I'm Scott Thompson, and thanks for listening.